How did you first come across magic? Oh, um, I think it really came through my interest in in just things that were different, things were that weren't in the norm. It kind of led me to that. Like when I was a kid, it was like Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious World, uh, which was just like, you know, weird history, weird archaeology. And that kind of, you pull that thread, uh, next thing you know, you know, 20 years later, you're involved in ritual magic. You know, that's that's kind of what happened, you know. And like, it, it's, that journey really kind of took me like all, all over kind of, um, Asia, really, all over, all over India and Nepal and parts of Turkey. And, and you do kind of like the external exploration and you do the internal uh, exploration. And I kind of did both at different times, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not maximizing the, the, the benefit of doing them in sync. <laughs> um, but that was really it. it. It was just curiosity. And I just I think when I was a kid, really at a young age, I was drawn to the weird i was drawn to the other like in in as a kid that manifested in like dungeons and dragons right, okay. you know white dwarf and all that kind of stuff in 2000 ad because i wanted that i wanted that world i didn't like the world i was in i was just unimpressed by it i was bored by it i wanted a world with superheroes i wanted a world with magic what's want- that mean marcos i don't want real life i want magic <laughs> yeah 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 totally totally yeah. you know uh, and I think my, my interest in some of the kind of the the archaeological stuff has come from that need and hope that the world has more magic in it, you know, right. and that wanting the. So when um, you were getting into say stuff like the fantasy kind of stuff, say like Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, or like that, were you like were you kind of hoping it was really real, or did you were you aware it was fantasy, or were you just kind of going, well, this is just. It's not it, but it's closer to you know mass yeah. on a Sunday or whatever. Yeah, like exactly. It, it, yeah, it's yeah. it's. Uh, do you know? What? I think the story for me is this: is that I don't yeah. know, I don't know if you remember like the packs you get with Dungeons and Dragons. You had the amazing painting on the cover of like a dragon and a you know like a band a dungeon. Of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dragon and a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what you're getting. You know what you're yeah, getting with yeah, Ninja yeah, Dragons. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> like there was this like amazing, beautiful painting, magnificent, yeah, yeah, yeah. that fantasy art. And then you get into the book, and it's kind of like, okay, roll five, turn left. You know, you score six hit, hit points. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of wanting to open the box and be teleported to yes, that. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're a kid, but like you get into it and you play and you become immersed in it. But it, like I, I, I took a lot of that aesthetic, like you know, like all those kind of beautiful pieces of art from White Dwarf. I'd like covered a corner of my room in them, and I had a little desk, which so I covered. What sort of age are you at this point? I'm about eight. Okay. Yeah. Right, and I covered a desk in like a cloak, black cloak. My mum had made for me. Right. Awesome. And somehow, I don't know where these came from, but there was those little brass candelabras. So, and I had these things on my desk. So most kids were like playing around with different, you know, crap. I had basically what looked like a black altar in the corner of my childhood room. <laughs> and like, nice, nice. You know, like, um, um, and my my dad was like, "Can you let's just take this down? Yeah, <laughs> Can we just down? Uh, you know, just dial this back slightly." I was yeah. Just like, yeah, yeah. 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 Were your parents proper Catholics or were it what was? Yeah, there? yeah. yeah I, I mean, in, in a mix, but there was like this, this kind of you know like Catholic for external viewing, 
yes, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of, yeah, most of Ireland. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We'd kind of, you know, mutter our prayers and um, do that thumb thing, yeah. which I still really know Go what to it is. funerals to be seen. Very important. Very important. <laughs> it's, it's a great funeral. Great turnout. Great turnout. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, um, but great feed, you know, great feed after, great feed after. <laughs> but, um, you know, my, my my mum always was interested in kind of the Easter religions. Like, you know, like I, I, when I was at home during the summer, like I found a copy of like a John Keel, but the Trojan, what's it called? Oh, right. the, 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 the Trojan horse one. Do you have, I can't yeah, remember yeah. the exact one yeah. from 1972. It was my mum's, right, you know? Right, so, right. so like that's, st- I grew up with all that stuff there. So I was always kind of flicking through UFO books when I was, when I was very young and looking at that stuff and absorbing that kind of stuff. And, um, on, on, you know, Phil Hine and I did a talk or a show about um, T. Love Sang Rampa, right? Yeah, you because know, I had a stack of those books, you know, and and and, and uh, from my mum as well. So she had a kind of a huge influence in kind of just broadening my 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 view of of the world and its possibilities way beyond kind of like Catholic Ireland and 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 the kind of rigid. Um, parameters of thought that were, were were kind of there in the 80s in Ireland. But was it kind of, was your mum into it as a kind of a novelty but secretly, you know, prayed to Jesus or was it like, she, was she also looking for something else? I was quite into, like, you know, into transcendental meditation. Okay. You know, like... That a, cult. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, uh, yeah, very much into that. But, you know, everyone kind of hedges their bets. You know, it, it, it's like like there's always a, a, a there wasn't any kind there was no magical practice going on it was it right. was talking it was like buddhism right. yeah? Yeah, yeah like looking at buddhism and interest in ufos and kind of a bit of rc clark's mysterious world so it was kind of very very vanilla uh, fortiana and um and esoterica you know that kind of stuff. Um, and it, so your dad was telling you to dial it back. Was he more kind of straight in the in the sense? Yeah, of, oh, yeah. straight. But ironically, actually has gifts. Oh right. You know? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that you know, and, and he'd be. I'm sure if he listens, he'd be cringing uh, <laughs> as, as I say this. But you know, he's he's been seeing things um, like all, all his life. You know, like apparitions, orbs, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, he's, he's scared by them because I think. Yeah, My experience is people who don't like it don't talk yeah. about it, you know. Yeah. And I suppose to people who talk about it, it doesn't happen to them. There, there's kind of this catch-22 to... Yeah, to, totally. Yeah, yeah he, he doesn't like it, no. He said it could be very frightening, you know. Um, I, can, I can imagine. Yeah, but he's the seventh, seventh child of a seventh child. Ah, well, it's his own fault, so... <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, like, wait, were friends into the similar things like one of the reasons why i never really got into dungeons and dragons is because i had no friends who were really into it so i was only left with the ian livingstone steve jackson books which are you know play by yourself they're pretty good they're pretty good <laughs> house of horror and all of them mm-hmm. pretty good mm-hmm. um so had you you know kindred spirits at that time or no no, no I, um i uh I did not. I uh, <laughs> I did not have any friends who shared those interests, um, and I haven't really for most of my life, to be honest. Oh, you know, yeah. like um, just, and that's not being disparaging on 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 my friends. I've got some great friends, some crap ones too. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's yeah, it. I mean, it's one of those things. You know, I kind of read Terence McKenna in the early noughties, and. You know that the, the his whole thing of like find the others, 
yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, I think that's really important. I think it's massively important because you are kind of like you end up being kind of like it's very easy to be the, the only weirdo in a small town, you sure. know, who's interested in this stuff. And that could be hugely isolating. And that's why I think stuff like like today, you know, like the the whole kind of like Instagram, TikTok, witch culture, I think it's I think it's brilliant. You know, I know a lot, kind of, a lot of older kind of people in the occult are kind of like, oh, Christ, you know, and there's always that bit of like, you know, generational differences. But I think it's fantastic. I, I you know, I would have loved to have had some way of accessing knowledge and peers in that way um, back then, you know, 20 years ago it would have been really or cool. Or even, you know, maybe a book would have been nice as well. <laughs> like anything. Like That's true. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, thinking about it is, is like how much this stuff was frowned upon like in our like Alistair Crowley in the 90s in Ireland um, was pretty much just seen as a devil worshipper like that was the I definition he's probably still seen as the devil worshipper I don't think that that really yeah changed. that's true yeah. I remember Tower Records had the satanic bible and they had a magic book for part one or whatever that was that was kind of yeah. you could see the tide was turning but I'm sure there was people outside with plaques <laughs> giving out letters, you know placards it's funny um, in Tower Records like that like, do you remember on, on Wicklow Street in Dublin yeah, uh, yeah. and then it was like the 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 back wall is where all the cool books were yeah 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 exactly like, yeah all the t-shirts books. yeah yeah <laughs> all the Tashkin photo books all that cool stuff down back down there yeah yeah oh, bringing me right back yeah it was like the pilgrimage you go to Tower Records then you go down to Sub City and then you know that was it that was by uh, Wicklow to Exchequer Street yeah yeah <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so um, we left you at eight year old what how did you like did you progress into studying it properly uh, as you got into secondary school or did it did it disappear for a while or what what's sort of happened well it manifested in a different way so <laughs> In my kind of in my early teens, I really started to kind of just read everything I could find. So I read all the I read all the kind of like the like I said like the all the Teal off sound rampa, all the stuff on kind of um, all the UFO stuff I could find. You know, like messengers of the gods, all that right, kind of yeah. stuff. A lot of Colin uh, Wilson, I suppose, mammoth books and that sort of stuff. Is it the more yeah at the time? Yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, um, and. But most of them really, I mean, most of them were kind of like the 70s paperbacks. So yeah. my mum used to work in Easton's. So she used to get all the books when they came in. Um, so I had a stack of those. And I kind of worked my way through all those. I started using the pendulum when I was about 14, 15. Okay. I, I still use it today. You know, um, and that was when you kind of looking back on things, you know, without really having any kind of framework for it and kind of understanding it, looking back and kind of realizing, actually listening to it, reading Gordon White, listening to Gordon White talk about, you know, like conjure to get things yeah. to bend your way, but, you know, use divination to, to find your way, you know, find the, the best route forward. And I was like, uh, oh, yeah, I've been doing this since I was 15. Right. So yeah, yeah. You kind of, it's you look back and you kind of realize that's what you were doing. And like, you know, to to a very good level to the to the point where it's like, well, the frequency of, of accuracy is way beyond chance. fluke. Yeah, 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 way beyond chance, you know. So um, was the pendulum the moment you kind of, like, I suppose became invincible to, you know, to use Gordon's term, like, the, was that the moment when you started that was more than chance? Or was there a, an actual 
thing you can point at or yeah well there was a couple of really like like in terms of me understanding there was an another there was other and there was more there was like the 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 divination stuff's you know it's cool it's helpful it's nice but it's very you know it's very surface level i had a couple of experience like in deep meditation that were changing they were life-changing you know okay. and, and one of those was i i basically kind of semi-left my body and i could feel it okay. and i was doing a meditation that was in one of these books that was designed to help you leave your body right right okay it worked and it scared the living shit out of me Right, it, right, like it absolutely worked, and it, you know that. Okay, can you describe what it was? Like, uh, what, how, yeah, it was, it was like you know, so it was the usual kind of stuff you'd expect. The kind of the the, the prana, the breathing, you know, get your breathing cycle, build up your 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 kind of energy, and then you focus on visualizing your, your pineal gland absolutely being like a ball of fire. So okay. it was kind of like the middle pillar, and then the end of the middle pillar was focusing the pineal gland and visualizing pushing it through your forehead and going up and your whole kind of energy body going with it. Right. And I did it and it worked and it scared but, the living like, shit were you, <laughs> like, walked, were you, like, could you see a body? Was it like a near dead experience? No, it, was like, was experience? it was like being pulled out of your body. It was okay. like being pulled out of your body and I could feel my consciousness being about a foot above my body right. and like, and, and like really kind of, if you can imagine it kind of energetic, energetically someone pulling your jumper, Right, but yeah, all yeah. over your that kind of feeling coming out, and I got about a foot out of my body. Like, no thanks. Property <laughs> was like, you know, that kind of like scr <laughs> that scratch record noise. So I'm like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, hey, you know, I want that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was it. It was kind of like I, I, it worked, and I want, you know, and I immediately was like, okay, I, I bit not more than I could chew, and was like back in. I was like properly sweating, you know, really what the hell just happened you know um try it again and, next week <laughs> right. well i i never actually got the same success right. i never actually got the same success uh, for, after that um and another one was uh, again a kind of a deep meditation and i just had this this real kind of immersive vision of like flying through flying through space and kind of you know coming up to meeting this kind of weird crystalline structure there was some sort of consciousness and around it was like a, like it was floating in the air, but around it, it's about a third up was like a disc. And on that disc just had loads of kind of these weird kind of almost like, um, Oh, what's the main figure in, in Watchman called the, the blue man, Dr. Manhattan, Dr. Manhattan. It had all these kind of like Dr. Manhattans oh meditation God, not just all the around it. Yeah. A series yeah, of Manhattan. But just kind of just, just those figures that like just were balls kind of like, yeah any monkish looking things yeah. meditating around it and that was really super immersive i don't know what it was you that's know? interesting because when you think of stuff that um you know like alex gray does is the dmt kind of head stuff that's yeah. kind of a similar look ish i yeah. suppose when you, you see them all together was it kind of that dmt feel to it? well i've never done dmt i can only go by her <laughs> so it's joe rogan <laughs> But like I say, that Alex Gray yeah. paint did it have that dimensionality to it? That's what, what I, it, it 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 didn't have the kind of like you look at an Alex Gray painting, you see the absolute vivid color, the yeah. living color, you know, uh, and that kind of you know that that again quote in terms we kind of those kind of that self replicating machine elves, that kind yeah. of like um, living intelligence uh, and communicating through symbols. It didn't have that kind of full on intensity. It, it was, but it was. It was very dreamlike, 
but I was awake. Yeah. And it did have three dimensionality, but but not the kind of level that you would expect where you're watching some sort of technical or dreamscape um, as as people given their accounts of psychedelic experiences. Yeah. Um, so that you're kind of at that point, you're going, right, invincible. This mm-hmm. is a thing. So mm-hmm. once you've decided it's a thing, what do you do about it? Well, I didn't do very much about it, really, to be honest. You know, um, clubbing happened. Um, Women, drink, drugs. Yeah, all the kind of standard <laughs> yeah. pursuits of the late teens and um, and kind of most of the 20s uh, took, took over. I, I still kept my hand in. I was still kind of reading like you know i was still kind of reading about like fortiana but also kind of stuff like um like the holographic universe that was a a a great book of michael talbot like that was always kind of on my bookshelf was always leaning that way um but it wasn't till i think my late 30s that um, sorry, I'm talking about my, my late 20s when I kind of started to come back into that space. And I think kind of when you start to kind of settle down and kind of all the madness of the 20s of kind of what am I doing? How am I doing it? This isn't yeah. what I planned and all that kind of stuff. When, when you kind of get over those bumps in the road a little bit and you get a bit more headspace. Um, well, I suppose it's a classic sort of Saturn return type thing. Isn't yeah. It, the point that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So many people say that, you know, and it's even things like, People say, oh, and I started back reading comics when I was like 27, 28, 29. You know, stuff that they kind of did years and years ago before life got in the way. It's it's funny you say that. I mean, because like comics have been a part of my life all my life, right? So I've always loved comics. And, um, you know, they've always been there. And and certainly a lot of the esoteric ideas that um, become part of my life and stuff that I've, I've followed and explored have come from comics, you know? And it, so most of it all kind of like how I, I got into the, 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 a magical life was right, from yeah. books and comics, like right. 100%, you know, like, like, like that. And I remember kind of, you know, I remember being so delighted with myself reading Swamp Thing Alan Moore's Swamp Thing and seeing in one of the, the panels that in the background somebody was reading Carlos Castaneda. Right, and right, I, right. I, said, I knew what <laughs> I that reference <laughs> you know, So it's it's that kind of stuff. Like, you know, you go back and you read it like 15 years later and you're like, whoa, there was so much stuff being platted into this, you know, and even more so with, you know, with, with, with the Invisibles, which I think is, you know, it's now getting the kind of love and respect it deserves from the esoteric community because it is an absolute seminal piece. The Invisibles, you know. I think the the problem with Invisibles is that it's it's so stolen from that if to approach it, like say if you give it to someone now, it does, you know, it's hard to kind of explain the impact or, you know, like, well, well, I mean, it's fine, right? You know, right, it's a bit like the Matrix. Yeah, but I mean, this is before the Matrix, you know, which is, and uh, that's uh, that's obviously an easy kind of example to say, but so much other stuff, you know, like it's so much like kind of, even down to, you know, things like Stranger Things is an entire episode that's pretty okay. much the invisible. Yeah. Like, but they have it in Stranger I think it's in Stranger Things where they got like Barbara Bob, the house, yeah. Bob, 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 on the wall. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah, again, that's one of those ones where like I'm point, you know, do the kind of the Leonardo DiCaprio meme pointing at the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone else in the room going like, well, what are you what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I have the wrong friends. <laughs> <laughs> do you think um your your twenties would have been different than had you had the right friends? If like say you had, you know, 
discovered, you know, a, a telemic circle somewhere yeah. locally, you know, that that wasn't insane, or yeah, uh, or just some sort of wicking group even, or or that. Like. I think so. I think it probably would have. You know, I, I certainly kind of would. I think would have learned a lot more at an early stage, because I spent like spent like years floundering and really not knowing where to go. I mean, because I think one of the worst things that can happen to you is you get the wrong book. Right. Like you get yeah. the wrong book and you go, this is impenetrable, you know, and it's like you like picking up Crowley without having some kind of mentor or some group to kind of go read it again. Think about yeah. it again, you know, or a book about the book. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of, it's, like, it's like trying to read Steiner and you go, just, like, just go away from me. There's no, totally. no chance. <laughs> you know? Totally. It's just like, you know, like what's wrong with you? You know, like uh, and it's. Like without that kind of support group, I think that's quite a damaging thing. You know, this is why I think things like again the ability to to access information and you know teachers through through you know creator teachers who are who are, yeah, who are yeah. making stuff and, and and putting it out there is is really great. It's really important. You know, I mean, like people talk about oh well, you know, the quality is variable. The quality is variable and everything. It always has oh, been. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's 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 just par for the course. But I also think looking back on it, it's, it's like, you know, you you got so much to learn in your 20s. You know, like people often say, like, oh, would you like to be, you know, would you like to be 20 again? I said, if, if I was able to take my like consciousness as it stands now, my, my kind of like who I am yeah. now and be in a 20 year old body, yes. Would you if know? You, because everyone around you is just twenty. <laughs> well, to, 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 you know, if if we talk about the the health aspect of it, yeah, right? yeah. okay, I, you know, having that kind of like vitality and be able to move the way you should be able to move, all that kind of stuff, you know, not uh, throwing your back out, getting up off the couch, totally, or totally, sleeping. yeah, yeah, totally, you know. <laughs> You know, how, how do you get into a deep med? I just stand up too fast. <laughs> and I'm, you know, and I'm in a different consciousness state, you know. Um, so it, it's like, so that would, yeah, that's interesting. But to be 20 again, no, I'd hate to be 20 again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd hate to be 20 again and go through all of that again, all the learning, all the kind of absolute screw ups and, you know, and, and, the kind of those 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 periods of revelation where you're like, oh, I can't believe all these people have been such dicks to me, and then you kind of find like, what's the common denominator? <laughs> what's the common theme and thread? Why are all what's wrong with all these people? And, you know, and, and you the start, world. To, yeah, totally. And then you you know you start to do all that kind of shadow work and and kind of understand how you've contributed to yeah. most of these challenging positions you've found yourself in. I always play, or all, not always, I often play a kind of a, a mind game, I suppose, with myself or a mind thought where I go back and, and go like, would it be possible to talk to 20-year-old me and give him actual advice? And the answer is, of course not, because there's mm. no way, even if it was, yeah. you know, 43-year-old me come back and he knew that, he'd still go, no, no, you're wrong, though. <laughs> you know, there's just no question. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this is it, and it's, and it's like when you think about it, like you're like you're such a different person from then. I mean, like like you know, in terms of like the way you like you, our cells like regrow, you're a physically different person. Yeah. Like you're you're like there's there's nothing about you that's the same. same. It's total total difference. But even looking back at like you know at 25 to 35, like what I had done in terms of the places I'd gone to and photographed and, and traveled to, I, I don't think I would have had the courage to do that at 25. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, you know, for, for, for me now, if you were like, like you're going to India 
next week for 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 six months like i wouldn't be gripped with any kind of fear about that right i would be annoyed about the inconvenience <laughs> yeah 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 Right. And, um, you know, that would that would be it, really. I could, any kind of nervousness of like, the challenges of traveling or anything like that just wouldn't be there because of because I've done so or much. I of suppose it. the challenges of am I able for this as a being, you know, as a, well, mm. how am I going to yeah. react? Yeah, it's like the first time you fly, you go, oh, well, I don't know. Am I going to be nervous? I've never done this before. So I, I, yeah. I, I have no idea who I am in regards mm-hmm. to a person flying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, twenty-year-olds don't have that. I suppose for so much, so much yeah. stuff, and can't have because it's experiential. That's the side. It's, it's yeah. experiential, and, and like, and that's that's the big thing. You know, it's it's that's the trade-off for youth. You know, and and, yeah. and I'd, I'd rather have experience than youth, to be honest. Yeah, just a bit of vitality would be nice when we get yeah. the you know the 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 blood of the <laughs> you know injections from the yeah what, what was, exactly. What was that, uh, Adrenochrome. That's, adrenochrome. that's the word. <laughs> yeah, just give me the adrenochrome, please. It's, yeah. it's very hard to come by, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> but it's 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 that thing of like, you know, like we, if you if you don't kind of get more kind of resolutions to who you are, and kind of start to pull apart that puzzle and understand yourself for all your flaws, for all your great bits, and become comfortable with them. If you're if you're not there, then yeah, you want to go back to twenty. Yeah, but yeah, because yeah. you don't have a different state. But when you get that place where you're kind of like, yeah, I do that. It's kind of it's kind of stupid. But you know what? I'm 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 okay with it. Yeah. Because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter, you know. And I think that's the big thing. The big thing for me, more than anything else, is kind of going. I don't think it matters really in the grand scheme of things. And that's really how I got properly immersed, you know, with I want my life to be magical. Because at right. that point, you know, there was still a lot of nervousness for me around kind of magical circles and kind of being with magical groups because I didn't know anything about it, which is, as, as I've kind of already said, none of my friends were involved. I was the weirdo in the group, you know. Um, so I, I didn't have any peers at all in any of the groups I was in, you know. And like, I mean, I used to joke I was a plain clothes goth, you know. <laughs> so like, but that tells you a lot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I wasn't comfortable enough to take the, the 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 full the full step you know like but like again like my, my peer group was 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 different like it was weird i mean i used to play like a lot of gaelic football a lot of rugby you know what i mean and like you you grew up in Ireland, you know to be like what would a goth kid look like <laughs> you know like, well, it, would, it would look exactly like a father ted sketch that's exactly what it looks yeah like, you know yeah yeah so it or was, the it, id crowd or whatever you know, yeah, the, yeah, yeah totally totally so it was just kind of like it wasn't it, i wasn't comfortable with myself and then as i got kind of into kind of into my my late 30s and i'd done all this kind of mad stuff photographing and i think that was basically i condensed 20 years of not living that uh, exciting uh, exploration i condensed yeah. that into a period of six years which took me all across north india nepal turkey morocco you know all just across we we get yeah. to that but i just want to go back to a thing where we were just talking about that you know that um unless you basically look at the darkness or the shadow of yourself um you would be bad you know you would want to go back to your 20s and stuff mm-hmm. like that so like do you think people who have an interest in the type of things that we seem to have an interest in um 
are more introspective and more willing to look at that compared to other people or do you think is it uh, because the reason why I'm asking that is because I definitely spent way, not way too much time, probably not enough time, but mm. way more time than other people looking at my assholicness and to the point where it kind of feels like I'm the only broken one in the room at all times. But I, th- <laughs> and like, but it's, then you kind of look around and you go, well, I mean, seriously, lads, these are mm. all broken as well. You just don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. And so, like, you think it comes with the parcel of, you know, the, the package that arrives from Hogwarts is you're a wizard, but like uh, there's a lot of work with that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think it comes with the territory. Yeah. I really do. You know, it's, it's, there's a bunch of different things that come with the territory, right? You know, yeah. you go and talk to a bunch of mu- mu- musicians. There'll be, there'll be one there. You know, you like everybody I know who's deep into kind of Fortiana, magic or, or or the occult just broadly they all have some kind of big creative streak right, right? they all have had their problems with mental health yeah. you know depression anxiety all that kind of stuff because it just goes with the territory it's it's that sensitivity that i mean because creativity is, is a special thing right you know you, yeah, you're it's bre- weird you're bre- <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's weird it is it's weird stuff right yeah. you're bre- what is that compulsion to, to do to create to 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 make an image to make a shape to make a sound you know to make an experience that compulsion it doesn't make sense really no. but but it's it's in there it's 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 in there at that magical space for for me it definitely is and and that's the thing i'm talking about is like you look at those people with those traits right and they they it has the dark side to it right yeah. you know it's 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 the the knife that cuts both ways and having those traits can put you in a position of isolation. Sure. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, not not always, not always at all. But I think I think people can be prone to it, and this is where actually finding the others again is is so important. But that introspective bit, it ultimately brings you to a place of truly looking at yourself. Yeah. It, that's. That we should do, but it yeah, certainly yeah, was yeah, for yeah. me. It ultimately brings yeah. you there. I know some of the Facebook uh, magic groups would tend to suggest maybe it doesn't do it universally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So would it be a thing then maybe that rather than magic uh, comes with, you know, the darkness thing, is it that creativity is the thing that sometimes also brings magic, but sometimes also brings music, sometimes also brings photography mm-hmm. or you know, yeah. some sort of, or is it just the acknowledgement of, to go very woo, I suppose, that the, the idea of that we're trying to bring something from eternity into time, you know, that it's the manifesting, this creativity is is kind of the, some, not quite a microcosm of the macrocosm, because depending mm-hmm. on what, what you want to look at it, but it's some yeah. sort of recapitulation re, re, uh, of, you know, creation itself or something I think of that like I think it, I think it's exactly that to be honest right. okay. you know, you know from, from from my point of view and, and I and I think this is where that you look at kind of magic as a as a, ultimately as a conscious or subconscious way of trying to understand what's happening yeah you know why do I need to explore this stuff you know what why am why am I bringing it back Alex Gray is a visionary he brings it back and he paints it you know, and and that's that's it. You, you know, people who have these callings, 
they're bringing stuff back and that that's how i see it anyway yeah, you know? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. um but but with that it's it kind of reminds me of like when you talk about the hard bits that come with it right the the challenging bits that come with it it's like you know if if people talk about kind of working with angels you know working with angel energy and it's like you know it can fry you sure right? yeah yeah you know, it, it's the same thing you know if you're working with super creative energy and that that pipe is open you know it's going to cause burnout or it's going to cause whatever it's you know because you're detached from kind of the every kind of plotting reality that's around you because you're living in a world where like actually i'm going to spend two weeks working you know 24 hours a day yeah more time doesn't matter time doesn't matter (laughs) you know and you're just in this space and you're like you're almost kind of like channeling something or you're like overshadowed by a creative force that's insisting you download this thing yeah the channeling thing i've had a hard time explaining it to people because it's exactly channeling but it's also not new age channeling thing yeah it's not, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that but it, no philadians involved no it's not but it's it's like it definitely is a, t- a, a channel in the sense of or more i think you're a conduit is probably a better word yeah for something i think that's probably yeah. a better word yeah. yeah um that elizabeth gilbert ted talk was a, an eye-opener for me and i know it's quite kind of you know i suppose a bit um because it's a bit trite, but it's not. It's just because Elizabeth Gilbert was in it, you know, was played by Julia Roberts in a movie, and it's kind of, kind of has made it. Oh, a was bit that like Eat, Pray, Love or something? That, that one, yeah. Oh, she's okay. a great TED talk if you've never right. seen. So, no, and I it's haven't. about creativity, and I'll, I'll, you know, we can all look at it in our own time. But it's about yeah. the idea of um, it arriving, this thing arriving, and you just having to be kind of present with it and stuff. And mm-hmm. it, it talks about. Um, Maya Angelou, who that she used to get poetry and it used to arrive, and sometimes it would arrive backwards, and she'd have to transcribe it and stuff like that. And yeah. it's like that's definitely channeling, but it's also, uh, I said, it's not the Palladians, it's not Bashar or yeah. Abraham Hicks or something. Yeah, but it's mostly, I think, and, and let me know if it's the same for you or if it's similar, is just allowing it to be like you, you are literally there, the person who can physically do that. And the more you try to mold it or create it or shape it into something, the shitter it becomes. <laughs> and sometimes 100%. it goes off to someone else and goes, no, yeah. you're the wrong man for me. Yeah. yeah. 100%, you know, and it's like, you get, you get the stuff people talk about the state of flow, right? Where things come, it comes easy. You know, they describe the kind of state of flow as finding that kind of idea of being centered. Um, and I think really if you kind of unpack that a bit and think about the idea of being centered, for me, when you're in a creative state, that place of being centered is where I'm not interjecting in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm letting it come and and then I'm just doing my thing. Whatever that thing is, that thing might be pointing a camera at something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Or, you know, or, or, or writing something there. But it's, it, it's like, you know, thinking about it, like because pe- people ask me about, some of the stuff that I photographed and they go like, you know, you know, what, what were you feeling, you know, or were you, were you freaked out by it? You know, and like, I, and I have, when I, when I answer that question, I have a bit of a weird answer and the weird answer is that I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, I'm, you know, sometimes that gets interpreted as being like, oh, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You're dead inside. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, I'm like, no, it's just, I wasn't thinking about it. Like I wasn't, you know, even if, you know, like I, I, I've, been in leper colonies or I've been in kind of like a gory rituals and like, uh, like photographing all these really, you know, sometimes frightening places or, or, or trans, you know, places where transgressive things are happening or things where generally people wouldn't be very comfortable. Yeah. 
but I don't really experience that discomfort at all. All I think about is um, how do I get the most brilliant image from this? You know, how do, do I feel, tell the story? Do you story? feel it in hindsight, looking at the images ever, like, do you go, oh, I really should have been scared there, or I should have been elated? Right. No, not, sometimes not, 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 not really at all. Yeah. If anything, the when I look at some of the images, I get annoyed if they're technically not good. I'm like, sure, of course. <laughs> yeah. I should have had that at a faster shutter speed. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, that's it's what too I soft. Think. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And it's it's yeah. that's the kind of thing um, I get. But then, kind of looking back about, you know, sometimes I I take it on board. I go, oh, cracky, that was me photographing yeah. that yeah. dude drinking whiskey out of a skull. You know. Have you found um, that sometimes the, the bits that are your best bits, say art-wise, are the bits that, not that you don't necessarily don't remember doing, but we mm-hmm. definitely weren't conscious of at the time. Like when you come back looking through mm-hmm. a roll of photos, you go, Jesus, I can't even remember that photo or that thing. Mm-hmm. But sometimes as if, again, coming to that kind of conjure thing of the kind of go, you just have to sh- you know, switch off for a second here. Yeah. You're, you're going to ruin this by, by being you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely been times where I've not been able to shoot as well as I have been before, and I don't know why. Okay. You know, where I've just it's been off. You know, where I'm like, I can't get it. I just can't get a good image. What's 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 going on? Or an image that I'm like, yes, that's yeah. that's 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 good, and I know that immediately. Yeah. You know, there's a thing in in photography. It's called chimping. It's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. you know, take a photograph. And you're looking at your camera. You're chimping. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um. And it's great crack. Everyone should do it. Yeah. And every everyone will do it. Everyone does do it, yeah. yeah. But like I can do it. take a couple of, I always take a couple of test shots, check my exposures, and then play with it a bit and kind of get where I want, take a couple of shots, look down. And I know when I've got that bingo moment where I'm like, I got something good. Right. Yeah. And it's you have that sometimes, right? You you kind of go, We're good. And then sometimes you're like, I just can't get it. I can't get an interesting image, it's just a pedestrian image. You know, or um, do you ever have that experience where you go, I know there's a photo here, but I can't see it. Or, you know, yeah. there's, there's something here, but it's it, my whatever it is. Not, it's, and it's not your talent. It's not your aesthetics. It's not your ability. It's mm-hmm. just I'm not seeing the thing. You know, and you can take a hundred kind of snapshots if you want to, yeah. or whatever. And it's just, it's you go, no, there's something there, and I just missed it or something. I, mm-hmm. That that them type of things lead me to, you know, that kind of idea and this it's, it turns out it's, it's not a true story but it, it explains the idea well is that you know nylon was invented in both new york and london at exactly the same time hence nylon it turns mm-hmm. out that's not true mm-hmm. but but that idea of ideas as alan moore says ideas um have people rather than people say ideas i think it's alan moore and i know gordon mentions it a lot but i think mm-hmm. it originally comes from alan moore um, and that whole idea of idea space and stuff mm-hmm. like that that um Sometimes it can be a bad fish for what it's trying to manifest. Yeah, and it'll go somewhere else. Um, well, it's interesting you mentioned that because I had kind of, um, I hope we mentioned Terence McKenna for a third time, but um, I was reading a book called The Archaic Revival. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about some of the concepts in it, but I have this idea. So what, what if there's like, you know, we got a biosphere, we got an atmosphere. So what if there's like a, a knowledge sphere, like an, like a noosphere? Right. And I spelt it in my head as in no K N except. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Then about two days later, I'm flicking through this book and the actual gnosisphere comes <laughs> up in the book. And I was just like, and again, it was, it was a total sink. 
yeah. you know, and it was a tap on the shoulder, but going, yeah, things real. There is a yeah, noosphere, yeah. you know, and and that's where all, all this stuff comes from. And I, I think I think more talked about it again in like in, in Promethea, yeah, that yeah, idea yeah. Of, of where ideas come from, and 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 I suppose it's similar uh, to Rupert Sheldrake's kind of the morphic resonance, morphic, this kind yeah. of field that has. Yeah, you know that uh, the more you do something, the easier it is to manifest habits, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I suppose his the morphic resonance idea kind of doesn't pinpoint creativity in the way that, um, say, the idea space or the no space mm-hmm. or whatever it is does. And that seems to be new stuff, whereas the morphic resonance seems to be more about redoing the stuff yeah. that's there or something. But I'm sure that's just my poor understanding of it. Really, right? I'm sure he do, he does cover it. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a good bit about photography. So the last time we talked, our last we, we, you were about 29, 30. Is that mm-hmm. when you get into photography? What, were you doing photography at that point? I, I did photography in uni. So, um, oh, right. So it's been I, forever, yeah. kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I did a comms degree and like a, it was kind of photography and yeah, photography was, was, was kind of my major, my thesis in photography. Right. So, so actual dark rooms, film, dark room, film, green light yeah. or red light bulbs, all that the stuff. Whole, the whole lot, yeah. yeah. Getting films on coils. Right. In, do you miss in, it? Do you miss that? I know some people really do. So. Uh, not really. I mean, like there's an immediacy with digital that that is great. You know, I mean, it's all well, there's, there's no chimping in the old days. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 totally, totally. <laughs> um, I, I think like, you know, one of the great things about like, digital as opposed to film is that a you know you, you got as many frames as you want right um and b if you screw it up you can help immediately yeah 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 i'm gonna wait in like a week later oh like, i have a great shot i have a great shot oh i don't like, have a great shot no you don't <laughs> no you don't my friend um and uh, like so it's it's there's a great immediacy in that 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 that'll kind of you know the technology is phenomenal in that way but it's also kind of it's also meant that kind of photography's kind of gone back to what it was like uh you know 120 years ago it's like a victorian gentleman's pursuit because you know yeah, why yeah. would you spend that level of money when effectively you can take just as good an image yeah, on yeah. phone like you just yeah. you, you can that's just the way it is and um but what it um yeah what it brought to me was kind of a connection to my family as well so my um my grandfather was well my mum was a photographer my uncle's photographer my uh my granddad was state photographer um in world war ii in ireland oh wow yeah and my um my great granddad's uh was um he was a phenomenal photographer and like a, he, a whole heap of his stuff is in the National Archive in Ireland, the TH Mason collection. So it was that kind of thing where I, I was kind of just picking up a baton. Right. You know? Like, um, consciously, like, a, you know, well, I mean, it was just kind of that thing where like I, I picked up a camera and I was just good. Right. You know, so it was kind of that thing where I picked up a camera and I could make good images, Right. you know, and like that was just there. It was just kind of, came with the packaging right right yeah. yeah um and that was that's an interesting one and then like you know i did my thesis and i dedicated it to my grandfather you know who then passed who had passed on and turned out my granddad had trained my my lecturer you know, he got yeah, a thesis well. and he's like barry mason from scary like yeah he's like said so you yeah you, your granddad trained me wow it's like there you go there you go that, that yeah. was uh definitely meant to be no question yeah. Yeah. well typical ireland as well right yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like that that whole joke of uh, do you know 
you know, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Dundalk. Do you know John Murphy? Uh, fuck it, I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, actually, a bit more cosmopolitan than that, actually. <laughs> know, yeah. Well, is his brother Colum? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do know him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four and a half million of us, like it was not even half of London. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, from from there, it was kind of you know, I, I did a bit of that, and I, I kind of went into uh, doing a lot of like digital work. Um, moved around a bit. Um, moved to moved to London, um, and then I just had my head down for like ten years, really, just right. doing like office job. What, what, what office was? jobs? You know, yeah. working in, in in kind of digital advertising agencies and, and like I kind of got into digital through photography because you know Photoshop and design and all that kind of stuff and sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was had done a lot of that I was really just nothing's happening here I'm not I'm not in a place I want to be I've tried everything I'm supposed to do I'm still not happy I've not I've not let that creative pilot light burn you know and as a result you know, I'm kind of in a nowhere land and, um, you know, I'm still listening to like all these podcasts about Fortiana. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. this is, this is when it crikey, like 2007, right, you know, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. like, uh, like mysterious universe was going sure, then. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. No. Was it uh, gone now? It's just like, I thought it was like, an institution it's, it's, it's at this still point. Still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still there. It was, but it was like, it's, that's, you know, they've been around for a long time. Um, and all that kind of stuff and just going, you know, I've done nothing. Right. Yeah. You know, I've just I've done nothing, and 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 I and a lot of time I feel like that. You know, that kind of stuff, the beaten path for the beaten man, and so I kind of left everything and went to Southeast Asia, and you know, I went Thai boxing for like two months. You know, when um, lost so a lot of weight. When you did that, um, that around that period, um, was there like because this seems to be the story that did, did it come with like the end of a relationship did it come with you know the job getting fired did it get very very of... accurate Tommy very yeah. accurate <laughs> yeah yeah did it, it came with the end of a relationship and you know which was a big relationship and and uh you know with that you know with that kind of change and and kind of what you're expecting not working out you know it, it is a huge catalyst for you to reset right you know you're yeah, gonna go yeah, on right yeah. so go what was it in me um that that wasn't working but also it kind of means that there was a a future laid out for you that doesn't exist anymore and you also have that kind of total freedom to go well i can do what i want now you know what do i want (laughs) totally but you're in that kind of position then because you're in like the early 30s late 20s we're like well i've been working for 10 years i actually have some resources yeah yeah you know um so instead of putting those resources into a house, I decided to uh, go off to Southeast Asia, um, do some Muay Thai kickboxing nice. for a couple of months, which basically was a daily beating. So um, you beat up every day for I a couple of months. crap kicked out of me for about two months. And, and um, you know, lampoon for being a fat, pasty Irish man, uh, you know, trying to, trying to skip... <laughs> Have you done anything before that? Like to give you I, such I, I like, one day, I'm, I'm going to get beaten up. This, this yeah, is what I want yeah. to do. My I, life. I thought, I've done martial arts for years. Right, 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 right. So but, it's not that weird of going yeah. halfway around the country to get or around the world to get beaten up. Not at all. Like, I mean, the, the hardest thing about, I mean, this, this, yeah, the hardest thing for me was, you know, the 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 fitness. It's like I'd I'd much rather be punched in the face than be made run. <laughs> <laughs> 
know what? You know what? Yeah. I, I I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. It's like yeah, I've heard of it, but like twenty five minutes running in a park. Jesus. Yeah, just... <laughs> I'll take a clip to the door, um, but you know that, that was that was really good, and you know, and, and it's like the discipline with martial arts, the getting up, you'd been uncomfortable, you know, being getting used to being uncomfortable, and, yeah, and like yeah. the conditioning and all that kind of stuff. And it's, was there a meditation it's a, aspect to Mai Tai or any of that kind of stuff? Where no, no, no there, there wasn't this. I know, like, like there wasn't the kind of thing of like you know, focus your prana, focus your chi, and all that kind of stuff. Like Mai Tai. Um, I mean, I'm not that experienced in I, I I trained in Thailand. I've trained here as well. Like I've got a, maybe a year's training in it. Okay. Uh, but it's it's when I spoke to my instructor in Thailand, who was an American guy who'd resettled there, and he was talking about, look, what this is about is it's not about how much damage you can give. It's equally about how much damage you can take, okay. right? And that was a really that really resonated with me. Because you know life life's hard, right? Life life can yeah. really knock you back, and and kind of, you know, I, I just come out of a period of change, a period of kind of life being tipped on its head, and that really stayed with me for a long time. Like, how much damage can you take, you know? And I think it's an important lesson to learn that resilience, you know, that kind of like that's not going to go in. I'm going to let that bounce off me, and that comes with age a bit more as well, where you start to do things like how much damage can you take that starts to tie with i don't really care what that person thinks about me yeah 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 yeah. Yep. because again the, the kind of i suppose the bad side of it is how much damage can i take is then becoming a victim you know that's yeah. the kind of darkness side of it that's yeah. the, you know, that's how it plays out badly or pathologically or whatever yeah. you know yeah. but if you think about it in the right way and it's it's, it's important to think about it right exactly otherwise you end up in the place you just described yeah. is that actually what it starts to give me is it starts to give me a bulletproof vest, yeah. you know, and it starts to give me the tools to go to the life I want, you know, and that that means shedding people who are in your life who don't want to know the person that you want to be, then that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. Comfortable with that. You're fine. You go, okay, that's fine. That definitely seems to be a thing that people do in their 30s, um, or yeah. at least people I've talked to, is you, you shed the skin of your previous life, essentially. Like, oh, yeah. you know, particularly friends that you have that you only have because you have them 15 mm-hmm. years after you yeah. don't even like them <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. they're, they're no good for you at all but it's you know it's john you just it's fucking john you have to just put up with him and you go, yeah yeah he's like no, he's you don't have to put up with him at all <laughs> no, bye john yeah yeah totally uh, and 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 that's that was a really important thing like so it's it's that you know understanding of like you can have the only person really stopping you from being what you want to be is you you know and and like because you start to understand that like you you caring about what other people think is is really on you you know like and and you know it's it's the 20s is full of that your 20s is full of that you're like you're kind of like you 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 find a mean within your peer group you know you're all kind of broadly like the same music yeah, yeah, yeah. Or pretend to, at least. Yeah, or pretend to, yeah. And, yeah. and like, you all kind of broadly wear kind of similar clothes. That kind of stuff. You you, you yeah. start to kind of replicate each other, you know. But at the time, I was the only one reading books on UFOs. <laughs> you well, know, I like, suppose the question, maybe you yeah. weren't, if, if yeah. it was, like, if you were kind of hiding it, maybe, you know, there was. No, it was definitely was. Definitely yeah. was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. No one else reading books at yeah, all. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm like, I'm still really good friends with all these guys, you know. And they're like, yo, have you got your uh, your 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 wand and your top house top hat out? It's not that kind of magic. Where, where's rabbit? I'm like, it's yeah. not that kind yeah. of magic. You like so, it not a lot, but you yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, so it's it's. I think that was it. You know, it's that being able to kind of understand and interpret when things go sideways in your life. And actually understand that these things are catalysts for change and they're opportunities for change and they're growing experiences. And a lot of the times it goes back to what you're talking about being, would you rather be now or would you rather be 20? Well, actually having the insight that I have now and understanding that all those challenges that some of them I really suffered in, you know, suffered and kind of, you know, some of them where you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. They were that bad, you know, stuff. Looking back now, you're able to see these were catalysts for change. And they're that kind of, you know, that alchemical thing of like burning out the crap, burning yeah, out the impurities. Yeah, that's the shit, your shit, yeah. which you turn that's into gold. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, and and it was only really then, like in my, jeez, my early 40s that I kind of, you know, I, I, I done all this photographic work and I wanted to photograph, uh, you know, occult groups doing ritual magic. I did a couple of um uh, lectures on my photographic work in Threadwells in London. I got to know a few people, and over the years, you know, um, like I, I, I joined a magical order. Nothing really happened with that. Um, and Was I, it and a cult? I, very much so. It has been famously <laughs> described as a cult <laughs> by a mutual, a mutual uh, acquaintance. Yeah, yeah. Friend, I have to say, very good friend. Yeah. Um, so a couple of years ago, then I kind of decided to take the plunge. I wanted to kind of really explore this avenue. I'd been that kind of bookish occultist, really absorbing stuff, really reading it and getting kind of under the skin of stuff. And um, I've done all this traveling. I've done all that kind of photographing of like transgressive stuff. And I'm very much what could be described as magical stuff. And, 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 um, you know, stuff retrospectively, looking back, if I'd kind of known now what I know, if I'd know, known then what I know now, I may have not have done some of it because it was a right. bit risky. Okay, yeah. It was like, you know, particularly stuff around the gin. I would right. have uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. been fairly well versed in, in gin lore now. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not sure I want to uh, kick that particular <laughs> hornet's nest. But, uh, you know, I kind of like stumbled my way through that um, uh, back in 2016. But after I came back from that and I kind of got more exposed to some of the, the occult community. Um, was it a deliberate attempt when you came back to? Yeah, it, or was it's, it just that the Internet was now? Well, it was it was that I wanted to talk about my work. Right. You know, yeah. I wanted to have the opportunity to do that and kind of the primary people who were interested in my photography were occultists, sure. you know, yeah. um, people who, who were experienced in that area. So it was just kind of a natural meeting of minds. Um, so was there, was there any trepidation about coming out as, you know, publicly as a kind of a, you know, a wizard yeah. or whatever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, like a proper card carrying weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, we, you, you know, you, you, I suppose not that's like you know you, you put up the standard Facebook thing of you with a wand or some fucking stupid Tumblr thing, but like there still is a point where you go right. I'm just not hiding this anymore. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. and and um, yeah, there is kind of like that kind of a cult stepping out into the open, right? Um, and 
it's kind of scary in a way as well, you know, because you are kind of, in a way, putting a target on your back to a degree, you know, because... Yeah, yeah, particularly with people you actually know. Yes. Yeah, or in... That's how it seems. Yeah. Well, as as Gordon Myers pointed out a million times, people don't give a shit. (laughs) For the most part. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. People have got their own lives to worry about, fundamentally, you know. Um, But it's... I think the main thing you're opening yourself up to is the conversations of like people ask you to justify it to them. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, prove yeah. to me magic works. Or prove to show me. that you, uh, yeah. my God doesn't exist. And that yeah, just, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, and this is where I say, well, you know, where you got your bulletproof vest. He's like, I don't care whether you believe this yeah, or not. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, it's not my job to convince you of anything. Yeah. I don't care what you think. You know, it's like, good for you. It's like, well, I don't <laughs> yeah. believe in you. Good for you. So what? Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Ask me next Thursday, I might agree with totally. you. I changed my like, mind by Friday, though. Like, you, you like football. I don't like football. Tell yeah. me why I should like football. I don't care. Yeah, Nobody yeah. cares. And it's like, and that's the bit where you get that 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 bulletproof vest of just going. I don't really care what you think. I enjoy yeah. this. It gives me a lot, you know. So that's I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I think that. I think we're both lucky in that sense that even though it, there was that kind of moment where you had to go right, I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, we, um, we didn't have like a very strict kind of say family that would excommunicate you where mm. some people do you know or you, yeah. there's a chance you're going to get fired from your job yeah. where you're Satanist you get out of my bakery or whatever it is you know <laughs> um, yeah. that's why it kind of I suppose it helps being mm. um, it helps being an artist because you can kind of kind of fob it off a bit as ah he's just an artist you know well this is it and creative it's, creatives are yeah. weird you know yeah, yeah exactly you, you got that kind of you got the weird creativity you know um and like I have a huge interest in, in 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 folklore, so kind of like you know someone says something to me and kind of like as a passing comment, and they'll start getting the history of why ladybirds are called ladybirds, and it's got to do with this, and it's from 14th century France, and like there was an infestation of aphids, and the ladybirds came along, and people called them ladybirds, as a, you know, because they prayed to the Virgin Mary, and they're like, Jesus Christ, okay, we get it, we get it. Is that true? That's yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> wow. Like, uh, yeah, there are our ladies' birds who came oh, and really? got rid of the. The aphids, yeah. See, um, that's the that's the you know when you go to a wedding and you're you know you're um, sit beside someone who tells you you know useless stuff. I would like to be sit beside you at a wedding. I mean, I think you'd be a good uh, table guest at a wedding. It's funny you should say that. I was at a wedding actually back in Ireland, about, oh, like two or three years ago, and I was talking about Talima to some poor son. <laughs> you know, like, uh, He's going, all right, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, Babylon, okay, right, <laughs> uh, but, right, you know. Um, which is which is hilarious when I think about it there, but yeah, that kind of that kind of it just ultimately got me to the point where I'm like, no, I want to understand this, so I want to take the plunge, you know, and and, and I, I kind of took my Minerva and, and joined um, the OTO, and uh, that didn't really go anywhere, okay. you know. Um, and that's really all I'm going to say about that. For yeah, now. But the thing I've yeah. heard about the OTO is it's more of a social group. You're not really going to learn anything from it or that, that kind yeah, of. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah. It certainly was certainly was my experience, you know. Um, but what it what it did do in a roundabout way, um, again, kind of getting to know people, you know. I I ended up getting um, uh, again in a, in a kind of a, a roundabout way, um, introduced to some people and who um have become good friends, who have really you know been a big kind of font of knowledge and, and kind of uh um you know shepherding me into kind of more of the kind of the, the occult world and, and and that kind of um that kind of space 
that's been that's been great. You know, been... So here's the I suppose the big question, um, and I'm not just it's, the question is what exactly is magic, but I'll, I'll mm. expand on it a bit. In what what's going on? What what what's your worldview? What's your cosmology? What what you know? What's yeah. what do you think is what's going on, man? <laughs> well, I mean, so I should probably talk about kind of what 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 transfixes me, what right. has my attention, right, all the time, right? So so. Magic is kind of a, a, a peripheral thing for me. I, I, I will, but I know from my own interest that I will never be, you know, the archmages. That that's that's not going to happen because I don't have. Well, not the drive. With that attitude. Well, this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Self-defining, <laughs> um, because I I don't have the kind of like pilot light for it. I'm not like okay, you know, I I I gotta I gotta absolutely is- kind of. Is it because you think it's unachievable or you're just not interested in the work or you just don't think that's your path? It's not that I don't think it's my path. I, I think like fundamentally kind of like, you know, the whole kind of like tree of life, Sephiroth map makes a lot of sense. You're right. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. But it's like to really kind of get your head around it, right, to really get your head yeah. around it, like it it is a commitment. Sure. Yeah. It's a massive commitment, you know, and it's like that's it's very hard to maintain with other aspects of life that are, are just there. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, it's, so I know it's going to be slower for me. And that's what I mean by that. Right. that I, I know yes. I'm not going to kind of get to this, you know, pinnacle of, of you know, my, my, my higher guardian angel is not going to be, um, my holy guardian angel rather kind of like, it's going to be a while before we meet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you're like on, you're on hold. Give me, yeah, give me a chance. Gonna take me a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to take me a while to get there. Um, but the, I think the the thing for me is is it's it's the curiosity of what is going on, what is it, what's happening, and for me, it's the stuff that really kind of taps into to to that drives me that I can't stop thinking about, that I can't stop reading about, that I can't stop making videos and podcasts about is is this idea of the other the other consciousness that that we're in some sort of relationship with whatever that is you know and and i've always had a kind of a like i said i was reading about ufos and alien abductions when i was like 14 15 right and i cut to 20 years later and i'm in delhi photographing sites of people who are talking about gin and gin exorcisms and kind of uh, learning about gin and then kind of that rabbit hole and how it led me back to ireland Right. kind of seeing all these correlations and analogs with with gin and fairies and that are the like almost identical behavior right. you know, yeah, you'd, yeah, yeah. you'd read a story about a gin um involved with a family in lahore and pakistan and it, it, it might as well be from claire right. you know, it's right. like it's it's almost identical stuff you know so that kind of stuff was really full-on because then, then you're kind of going, well, your interpretation, understanding of reality is, is just, it's so narrow. Like, and it's it's just missing such a breadth of, like, folkloric um, accounts. You know, and we're talking about, like, like like the tens of thousands of accounts yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. people have come back with their experiences. Like in Ireland alone, like, the National Folklore Collection is full of stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And people do, I suppose, dismiss it all. It's anecdotal and stuff like that. Yeah. But we still, like, we diagnose pain anecdotally. <laughs> you know, yeah. we only know we dream yeah, anecdotally. Yeah. You know, so it's not something that we outright dismiss. As totally. A thing. It's, just, it's just something that, 
And my, my point, what I suppose all of that is that whether or not it turns out to be gin or whether mm. it turns out to be UFOs, something's fucking happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? so, People are seeing something. Totally. And you know, it's, so it's that should like, be looked at. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like the term, I think that makes the most sense is, is like, it's ultra terrestrials. Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. we, we they're out, outside of time, yeah. you know, um, and whatever that means, it's 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 but it's it's huge, it's fast, you know, and, and we're dealing with something that has, you know, the ability to read us and actually use sim- symbolism to communicate with us. You know, it's it's a frightening thing. It's it leaves people forever changed. You know, um, to the point where like they they come away with gifts, they come away with illnesses. It's like this yeah, is a completely yeah, yeah. transformative thing, you know. It, but it, it's the accounts are the same. It's like the missing time, fairies, jinn, aliens, all the same. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. Like it's 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 really really weird stuff. So that stuff for me is just like absolutely fascinating. You know, and would would you consider yourself convinced at that uh, on that 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 well whatever you call it that that's a thing that's definitely. I'm, I'm convinced there's a thing. Right. I have no idea what it is, you know, and and it's like, but I'm not sure human beings have the ability to know what it is. Right. I think okay. it's outside our capability to understand and pin down. And that's why it's this amorphic thing that changes shape, every, depending on what culture you're in, depending right. on what time you're in. And it's always a bit off. You know, it's like the in some of my, in my, in my, in my, some of my shows, I'll be talking about the, the dark man, the, yeah, the yeah. Far, far dove dorka. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's this kind of like, devil trickster figure that appears on the roadside in Ireland right the dead of night well, well, then why they always do that <laughs> this is the most scary obviously <laughs> let's, let's pick the time that's most traumatic yeah. um, but it's always like it, it's always dressed in a way that's slightly archaic it's always a couple of decades out it's always dem- like there's always something demonstrably off well, it's, it's with the it. Same as yeah, the man in black. It's the same. Exactly. Slightly wrong. Yeah, yeah. Slightly wrong, wrong car, wrong yeah. clothes. That kind of. Stuff. It's in the seventies, but yet they're dressed like it's the fifties, yeah. and it's always that thing. So there's always this, there's a slight kind of like misunderstanding of us as well, you know, or they're so outside of time that like fifties, seventies, what's the difference? Or yeah, that they can't they can't see a difference. Yeah, you know, that that it's that's yeah. oh, short and tie, grand. Yeah, <laughs> Wrong short and tie. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. Um, so so, in in to that end, I am convinced that there's something else. I just don't know what it is, yeah. but you know, exploring it and learning about it is has been been really really interesting and incredible, really. You know, and there's just such it's such a rabbit hole. It's such a rabbit hole. Like, yeah, and it, it's like kind of, I suppose, sorting out the bits. Like you kind of, you know, you have to go into different rabbit holes and go, oh yeah, no, no, that's 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 not it. <laughs> that's really not it, you know. And yeah. then you come back, but the kind of the, the the quest, I suppose, is, is that never goes away. That's the thing. And it's, um, I don't know how familiar you are with Alan Chapman stuff. If you're not, you should because he's good. Um, but he talks about this idea of this idea of the silent knowing. There's a thing in you. It's longing for something. It's looking for something. And you probably, you know, most of us came aware of it either in early childhood or teenage right. years. And that's what we're looking for, you know. And it's like, it it's, is like. <laughs> it's really funny you say that because I'm absolutely convinced that when people ask themselves, what, what do I want to do? What, what do I want to be? It's like, what do you want? What did you want to be when you were eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what you want to be. It's still the same thing, you know. And it's like you just unpack it a bit. The things yeah. I was interested and drawn to when I made, I still am. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's what did you want stuff. to be before you were told you can't be it? A vampire. 
you can be if you can be you can be this, <laughs> what would you call yourself um plain clothes goth is that what you call it what was yeah, it? yeah plain clothes goth yeah <laughs> <laughs> it could happen man um, do you have a practical magic um daily practice or, or? yeah yeah i am kind of at a middle pillar um yeah. sir banishing ritual um morning and evening and and then kind of uh, I, I also kind of I have a, like a salt bath once a week okay. so I kind of um, I've been doing that for for a couple of months now or yeah bit, bit two months uh, now because this is one of the things when you start to explore this territory stuff happens you know um, I think when we were chatting earlier I told you I've lost Two phones and a laptop. Oh, yeah, yeah. Space of ten days. Well, that's right. just that's par for the course that you get off yeah. handy. Yeah, <laughs> it's an easy week. Yeah. <laughs> but when I went to photograph the gin in India the week before, I went my camera broke. Of course, of right? course. And it broke in such a catastrophic way that right. the the engineers, the engineers at Nikon couldn't fix it. <laughs> they were like, we just need to rip out the body, but like, and again, like of its of its own volition, like there was. Wasn't dropped, nothing. <laughs> and I, and, I, and the uh, the you know the email with the receipt for it gone. Of course, it's so like I me. Mean, and the worst thing about things like this, because I mean, I absolutely recognise that. Absolutely, yeah. I understand it. Is that most people don't and just go, yeah, yeah, you're just kind. And go, no, I'm not. Yeah. But what I've been lucky about is that I it's happened around other people that mm-hmm. it's, they're going. All right, you weren't just lying about that. No, I fucking wasn't just lying about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, told you. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It, it is a thing. It definitely is a thing, you know. And um, and certainly when I've been kind of interviewing people that are really in that territory, something always happens. Like always happens with the call. Like we get booted from the call. You know. I mean. I mean. It can happen. Do you think it's a malicious thing? Do you think it's just the energy thing? What, what What's your thoughts on why it happens? Well, it's the trickster element to it. I think it's the trickster element to it because, and I think the trickster bit is, is really the right description of, of this stuff because it's, it's never, you know, it's never direct. It's never direct going like, I'm a representation of consciousness that is fractal and far beyond you yes, and you can't yeah. really understand me and it doesn't explicitly explain itself. But that's yeah, uh, because, and it's like a, a synchronicity is, has the same quality in that it, ne- it does enough, but never does enough to give the game away. Yeah. It never that you know never steps over the mark where ah that that no it just kind of points and then runs away. It points and runs away and leads you into some weird place. You know that like genuinely you know will just make you go whoa what the hell's going on here? You know and like um like uh, like myself like a lot of people have that experience like you know watching Hellier and you start to watch Hellier and like weird stuff happens. Oh, like a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Don't think we can blame. Pan and fucking pan, we get a pandemic. Yeah, pan, pan, it was there, yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, but like you know, you follow that through, and you kind of go. That is to me one of the quintessential kind of like, like documentaries of this is what it's like being involved in this stuff. Yeah, and 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 yeah. the reason why I really like it is because nothing happens at the end, and I go, that's really what magic is like. There's a huge build up. Yeah. And then you realize what, what I think, what, what they the may have missed at the end of it, is that the ritual wasn't for them. It was for Pan. So you don't get to see the end of it. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, you know, like, it's because I, I often find that there's this momentum happens and then it seems to fizzle out. But I, I often then think, well, maybe it's not that, you know, 
like who who does the you know the grail serve? You know, it's it's your serving God rather, or the gods, whatever, rather than them serving you. So it's like a lot of this stuff could be for someone else's benefit, and you're looking for your benefit, and you're going, I know it's nothing to do with you at all. <laughs> you know, you're just a conduit here. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that is. But the conduit element is is an important thing to get our heads around, right? You know, and, and kind of like when people get involved in magic, they they sometimes can get this grand vision, right? You know, or they start communing with spirits and the spirits kind of go, well, you're the chosen one. Yeah, 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 always, always. Yeah, right? yeah. If that ever happens, hang up, right? Straight away. I, it did yeah. happen to me. It happened to me during a Reiki <laughs> thing last year or whatever it was before. Yeah thing and I, I got the whole chosen one the whole yeah. thing laid out in front of me and i went haha i know all about this no yeah, chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. forget it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it's kind of it, it it's it's kind of understanding that like even if you are just a conduit that is going to start someone else's journey that's okay you know that's that's grand you've done your bit you know like um it's it's okay to be the one who kind of makes the thing that in 10 years time, somebody else will start a new journey that leads to somewhere else. Yeah. It's like, so it's a, like, it's all right to be Trinity or Morpheus rather than Neo, you know, or yeah, whatever it is. Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't want to be taking too much more of your time. So what I would like you to do, uh, your podcast yeah. that you've been doing spirit box, um, can you talk a wee bit about what it is like, uh, yeah. for people who don't know, and also maybe, um, point people in particular episodes because i know people when um they try and you know describe the podcast you just go i'm just listening go well it's the particular yeah. ones that is a good in for people sure. or yeah there's a, there's a couple like stories that they stand out uh, so the podcast really for me um it, it came out of me just putting some of my kind of lectures and thoughts up on youtube um and people got in touch with me and kind of said you know I'd like to talk to you about this thing and that thing might be kind of like a kind of a, a Western view of a kind of Western American view of kind of demonology, that kind of thing. Um, and eventually it, it, I've done a couple of interviews with a couple of interesting people. Not a, not a huge amount. Most of it was my own stuff on, on gin and fairies. You had done um, an interview with Graham Hancock as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. Uh, I did that. Crikey. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, 2016 and so I, I taught Graham Hancock's wife how to use digital cameras. Right. So that was, um, and he used some of my photographs of Glabeke Tepe in some of his lectures. Oh, right. Which is cool. Um, that was a cool one, because like I said, I was really interested in archaeology. I got to meet Graham Hancock, and it's just like, you know, my liege. How <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I serve you, sir? You know, that was uh, an incredible experience to me. I mean, he's a lovely, lovely guy. Um, um, and... So I, I, I pulled that stuff together and kind of really it was, you know, a, a lot of people were asking me, why don't you make this into a podcast? You should, you should make a podcast with this. And I'm like, okay, should I do this? And I was like, yeah, definitely do it. So I did it. Um, and I had a lot of support from kind of the occult community. Um, I assume it was part of the, the, the find the others. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Community. Absolutely. You know, um, and I, I had a, a, actually one of the standout ones would be kind of uh, Marco Visconti talking about kind of ultra terrestrials and lamb and the connection there. And a lot of this did have quite a lot of synchronicity. It's like the minute I started thinking about kind of like, crikey, you know, doesn't lamb look like a gray, you know, somehow Marco and I got into some contact. I, I can't even remember how it happens. And, and, and that came from there, you know, and, yeah, and that was kind of one of the, the, the first ones on the, the, the podcast 
uh, came out and that was, so that, that's a, that's a really good one in fact I think that's this episode I think it's 13 if I remember correctly that's up for uh, best podcast episode of oh, yes. 2020 yeah, yeah, yeah. for um, the, the witchies which was which was cool really cool to, to, to get um, and uh, so the podcast really is about me exploring the spirit world by, by talking to people who know about it right so kind of like as I said you know I'm I'm not an experienced magician. I have a very basic, basic practice. Like I am the kind of total noob, you know, neophyte. And I, I, I have no, um, I, I have, I have we no airs and glances. Yes, <laughs> whatsoever uh, at all about it. You know, so for me, it really is exploring what is what is the other. So you, are know, you guys, suppose that you, you're the in for, you're the every man that allows people into this world. Is that the kind of I gist think to, of to, to a degree, to right. a degree, because I know a lot more about gin and fairies than most people. Oh, sure, yeah, because that's just say, like, I mean, like, yeah. you can only do that for, like, possibly totally, three yeah. episodes. <laughs> then you know too much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and um, so, and I've done a lot more kind of the actual kind of exploration into these areas and kind of, you know, from, yeah done photographic essays on them so I've, I've got kind of a lot of hands-on experience in that which i think gave me some cred um but yeah it's, it's just kind of interviewing people about their experience and kind of the interesting things that 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 they do and 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 uh, that that's part of their practice what can they bring to the to the kind of to the table so for me it's kind of it's building up that kind of library of knowledge yeah. that people can listen to and enter and take what they want from but it's it's really cool i get to talk to really interesting people you know, that's an awesome thing. You know, once uh, my computer in the process. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just give you yeah. a choice in that. What's uh, what's the plan for the future? Is there a book? Is there a a documentary? Is there I think eventually there will there'll be there'll be two books. There'll be a photographic book and then I'll probably write something about kind of just about the various different adventures in terms of how they changed me. Right. You know, to, um, and where it kind of got got me to, um, but in terms of kind of other episodes to mention, um, Aiden Vokter was very good on the show. Um, um, I think this guy called Tommy Kelly on it was awesome. Well, there was a a, a <laughs> dynamic, <laughs> great, inspirational, a tour de force, some might say. <laughs> it was, it was uh, you know, broke the internet, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Tommy was on. Tommy was on. The, the bell. Tommy was on, and um, you were one of the early ones, actually, Tommy, weren't you? You were like, uh... yeah, I was. I was on before. You know, you got people who are worth talking to. I think. Way to look at it. <laughs> well, uh, what I'm gonna say is, uh, I saw some of the comments actually on YouTube, and someone saying like, I could just listened to two Irish blokes talk for forever. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was someone's like, it's like just sitting in a pub with two Irish lads at the other table. Yeah, <laughs> Great. Yeah, I'll have that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and uh Joshua Cutchin was okay. was on um recently and uh we had a great chat about about his work at Thieves in the Night about fairy abductions. You know, and that's the stuff actually when you start to get into Irish history about fairy abductions, it's mental. Right. Like so much of it. You know, like um there's just so much of it and it's across the world. Like the same stuff is across the world. So that that's really kind of you know the... Do you know um David Halpin? Are you aware of him? Several stories. 
I do, I do know. Uh, we, we if I can it. recommend anyone to you to have on your podcast, that would be the man I would recommend. Well, I have, I've offered him on a couple of times, and he's, uh, he's, he's gonna have, a, he's gonna have a think about it. Yeah, he won't but, uh, on mine either, because his head's not yeah. wasn't in the right place or something. The last time. I asked him. Yeah, so, no, I, I guess, I guess, fair I enough. Guess. Yeah. Fair enough. But uh, no, I think he, he was, he was kind of saying he's just not really. He's a writer first and foremost. But uh, no, I'd, I'd love to get him on, and uh, hopefully, if he's, if he's having a listen. Yeah. Come on, come on now. <laughs> come on, come on. Let's get, on. Let's get on with it now, come on. So, have we missed anything that you would like to talk about? Uh, I suppose I suppose it's probably worth giving a quick reference to the photographic work. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, yeah, yeah. like... Uh, right, yeah, if you Google your name, you get the photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah you like, Is there an actual uh, Spurbox website itself? There's not. No, there's not. It's just them. Um, is that, is that yeah. by design? Yeah, it's by design for now because I, I I started it like six seven months ago. Um, the actual podcast, the the YouTube's been going for ages. Um, I just kind of want to see if it works first, you know, uh, and see where I get to with that. Um, so yeah, the photography you wanted to. Just... Yeah, photography. Like I mean, so it's that that was a real special thing. And I think when you think about creativity and where it takes you and how it can change and how it can grow you it made me go to places i probably never would have gone to but beyond that it got me into those places because the camera was the key into those spaces you know i got to spend time with sufis in kosovo you know uh like stay with them for a week while they're prepared for kind of their new year's ritual the camera got me there i would have never experienced that you know, like so. Is it like would it been like Tumblr about it? But it's a bit like your magic wand, like your camera is is, is how you weave your magic in a yeah, sense. Well, well, all of this, like all the like all the kind of interesting people that I got, I've got to meet, all the kind of great places I got to go to, like with, with witnessing an agori, you know, like a Shavas Hanna, like corpse magic. Yeah, like, so I mean, which like, you know, not many people see. Yeah, never yeah. mind photograph. Like so, exactly. Yeah. So I got to you know I got to witness all of that stuff in the camera. It, it, the camera got me there, but it also made me do it. Right. You know, it kind of stopped me being lazy, and it made me get up and go and look for these things. And and the fact that suppose that it's your heritage too seems that the, the drive seems to be you could almost say ancestral in that kind of. Oh, it definitely is. Yeah, yeah, yeah it definitely yeah. is. Like like my like my like my great grandfather I mentioned. Like he spent loads of time like out in the 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 islands of of uh, like uh, the western islands of Ireland. Like loads of times. Right. Yeah, and like loads of stuff of his stuffs in the, the uh, National Museum as well. Like because it was, it was he was photographing all the stuff in the nineteen thirties, nineteen twenties, and like you know that didn't exist anymore. You know, right? Which kind of could, cool. could you turn up at the museum and go? Can I have all this? It's really mine. You know, my, my. I have done actually. We we're in the country, the museum of country living in Mayo, and yes. there was a couple of big photographs of my granddad's and uh, my great grandfather's, and um, my mum was with me, and like basically. Got a bit kind of got a bit got a bit Karenish. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was all like, "That's my granddad's photographs. There, yeah, you yeah. should label them, you know, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Well, well that, no, I mean, I, yeah. I'm all for her Karen at that point. Yeah, then, I think. yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I th- I think that you know, if people are looking to 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 explore this territory and 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 you know. Would you say your territory um, is gin fairy more than anything, or is that is that unfair? Uh, it's one aspect to it because right. magic is a conduit where you actually communicate with these entities, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And that's that's kind of it. It's like magic is another way of understanding it. It's it's a direct way of of making contact. 
Uh, it's a set of technology that allows you to do that. Um, but I've always wanted to be there. I've always wanted to understand and practice magic from the simple, you know, conjuring and, and, and divination ways of working, you know, for something, you know, from straight up from sigils to more complex stuff. It would, even if it wasn't, even if fairies and gin were in kind of like that thing that has my attention completely hooked, yeah. it would be, it would be something else. I, yes, I would, yeah, yeah, it yeah. would be, there still would be magic there. Yeah. Great stuff. So, um, I know we all of this will be in the show notes anyway, but tell people your websites and your Twitters yep. and all these things because some people don't. Cool. As we know from YouTube, yeah. don't look at show notes or know that it's even a thing that exists. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, and, and your Patreon and all, all your things. Yeah. Um, Staramasonfield.com. That's all my photographic stuff is, is, is there. And if you just Google Spirit Box Podcast, you, you'll find me. Um, on the on the YouTubes and uh, it's got all the links there in kind of in in YouTube or you know. and you have a, a Discord as well is that is yeah that's a public Discord isn't it as well uh, it's ish ish yeah ish. it's kind of yeah, yeah more Patreon ish um, but yeah I've got a, a Patreon as well and there's like extra shows and you know bonus bonus all, content all the bells and whistles yeah yeah all that stuff right, well great stuff we'll definitely do this again at some point awesome. and awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed that. So uh, talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, Tommy. Pleasure.